It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. Jeff Johnson with you live from uh, where am I? Uh, I'll start that over. Welcome to the Child Care Bar and Grill. Jeff Johnson with you live from Oakhaven along the Gulf Coast of Mexico. With me, Carol Cole, coming to you from the suburban paradise of Pennsylvania. How are you doing, Carol? Great. It's rainy here. Tired. Rainy. Let's talk about energy. <laughs> it. Uh, it's cooled down into the mid '80s during the day here, so uh, it's uh, it's idyllic here along the uh, yes, along yes. the Do- Gulf Shore. I got a question for you: storm drains. You know, like you're walking through the uh, Wigman's parking lot, maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe you're going to Target, or maybe in other places in your life there are storm drains, those big metal grates that are in the in the sea of concrete. When you come across one of those, do you keep walking? If it's in your it's in your path, do you walk over it or do you walk around it? I am full um, storm drain phobic. I walk around it. Really fascinating. How come? I don't know. This is like one of those stupid things that you're afraid of for no apparent reason. <laughs> I told you I'm a nervous person. I walk around them. I do allow my children to walk over them now. But oh, I whoa, not whoa wait we got to back up here. You used to not only walk around them yourself. You made you 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 the children get in get to either. Um, okay, well we we it. in the last episode we were together we were talking about independence. So that's a that's a step towards independence for the girls getting to walk on storm drains if they if they want to. <laughs> so choose, yeah. How old did they need to be before that was allowed? Oh, I don't remember. I think that again like we talked about in the other episode, this was one of those daddy lets me jump on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, they haven't fa- fallen down any of them yet. It's like, all right, all right, fair enough. And I, I, you know, on my personal journey, I realized that it was my problem, not theirs. Like <laughs> this is an irrational fear. Like what in the world is going to happen to them? Nothing. So I still won't walk over them if I can avoid it, mm-hmm. but of course they love to. So. I I, I'm outnumbered here as well. Tasha doesn't like to walk on them, although I've teased her enough over the last 30 some years that she she will on occasion be brave and do it. The dogs don't like them. Uh, so I'm oh. I'm the only I'm the only storm drain walker here. Um, and I get it. Sometimes we'll be like like if we're in St. Louis or Chicago or someplace and and downtown and 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 Tasha's wearing heels or something. I can I can see not walking over a storm drain in heels because that I look, I don't wear heels a, often. <laughs> 
especially stilettos. You know, I, you know, if I'm wearing heels, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a chunky heeled pump or um, a wedge. Like, so, you, you look so, like a yeah. wedge, man. Yes. Oh, no, no. You would no. never. You would never catch me in wedge. Catch me in wedges. Wedges are, oh my gosh, uh, no. I see people. Uh, oh no. Oh oh my. Oh. All right, that's totally weirder than my storm drain thing. What? Not liking wedges? Wedges. Yeah. No, it's just like a. It's like that hunk of cheese under your. It's just. Yeah. There's nothing appealing about it at all. Oh, they're comfier. Um, That's what's appealing about them. I don't give a fuck about comfort. I don't care about how they look. <laughs> Listen, heels are not yes. really about what your feet look like anyway. It's about how it makes your ass look. Everyone knows this, Jeff. I think it's about calves as as well. Oh, I guess maybe. There's a lot of calf stuff. Well, your going calf on there. still looks good in a wedge. Yes, but your calf is attached to a hunk of cheddar cheese, <laughs> which is not appealing. And um some of us, some of us like the look of a nice stiletto or kitten heel and are are not so fond of chunky wedge. wedges. But that's probably a whole different podcast I could start for for people with those specific interests. Um what I was getting at is is those those narrow, the stilettos would be easier to go through the uh the slot slits and the uh the storm drain than a chunkier heel. That's True. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at and then revealed way too much about myself. Um, so uh, so your your hero of a husband, his uh, feeling on storm drains is uh, just get me into the Wigmans. I don't yeah, care what's I, in I my way. I think he seeks them out. I swear. Yeah. Okay. He's like looking for him because he's got to look down him. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there might be there might be ducklings to save or something. So I don't. He just he has to look down him, and then he'll have to look and see if there's like a rock or something that the kids could throw down it. Mm -hmm. It's like an event. Like to them, a storm drain is an event. Sure. I mean, spitting rocks are great, but spitting down them is is fun too. I mean, spitting off of anything is great, but That's maybe, true. yeah, for some, I guess. So, excess energy. That's our topic for today. Where where did that come from? I've been I, uh, this this idea of energy and how we use our energy I guess has been brewing with me since I left my job at the center I was working because mm -hmm. I had heard so many times like yeah but look at your room is great and look how at least in your classroom you can do what you think is right it was like but I have to spend so much of my energy is fighting all these people around me who are constantly making comments or you know, making it harder for me to do my job or, you know, they want me to do things that are inappropriate with kids, meaning like, you know, like the worksheets, like all my energy was going to deal with the adults in the building. Sure. So first of all, the kids in my classroom weren't actually, oh, but it's, it's what you want. No, it's not what I want because I have no more energy left for them because I'm dealing with all of the adults in the building. And then it was, do I really want to put my energy into making this, in this case, program work like my energy into their program which is not doing what I agree with or would I rather do put my energy somewhere else which ended in being staying home with my kids because again I don't teach in the public school because I didn't want to put my energy into that system either and I can't yeah that feels like a system where you you're you're a hamster on a wheel right you right. I mean so and there's a quote and I meant to look it up before we started but I got stuck in traffic, so I didn't. And 
I forget who it's by or what it said. And I think I actually mentioned this on another <laughs> podcast. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. But along the lines of like, don't use your energy in trying to repair the old, but use it to build the new. And I'm like, that works for so many things in life. Like, why are we putting our energy into stuff that just doesn't work? But trying to make it work maybe a little better, even though it's not going to come to any out like good outcome. So yeah. like, even in like the day to day, like, is this what I want to use my energy on today? It's it's more fulfilling when you see some sort of positive effect for the energy you put into something. Right. And honestly, I feel like most of our lives, especially if you go through the school system, you're told where to put your energy, whether or not it does anything for you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like you're always told where your energy should go. And then and you end up like me as an adult going, well, this isn't really, I'm spinning my wheels here and I'm just tired and I'm not happy and nothing got accomplished. Everything I actually care about got ignored. So where am I going to decide to put my energy? Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about this until, until just a minute ago, but for, for me back in, in 2018, when I decided I was going to, to cut down on the, the number of live in-person trainings I was doing, it was absolutely related to this idea, because if you're going to speak all day on a Saturday at a conference, 1200 miles away, you're generally using at least two other whole days of traveling to get there. Um, and then plus hours that it takes to, I mean, maybe it's not hours, but uh, setting up the hotel rooms and the rental car and, and, and planning the travel arrangements and, and all of that kind of stuff. It's additional hours. And I, so, so to do like a six hour presentation, I was spending 72 hours on the road or, and, and maybe, maybe more sometimes. And, that that was a lot of energy being being put into that same thing and so so earlier this month i did a, did a live in person thing that involved that actual physical travel and everything and the talking and and was exhausted and then a couple of days later i did the same number of hours of presenting 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 <laughs> over over the zoom where it was just to show up and put the energy into the presentation. And then I got to have my energy, the rest of my energy. So, so really one of the reasons I made that, made that decision to make that switch was, was I wanted to have a, a better relationship with, with where my energy was going, because it's, it's a lot more fulfilling to use it on, on things other than standing in line at the airport. Yeah. And I think like, and there is something to be said for like in-person things. And I would, I would never advocate eh, that we don't do anything in person anymore, but that's what it is. Not to mention for you that I would assume that more people will be willing as far as like staff development, particularly, I feel like more people would be more willing to pay for like an online training for their teachers and what have you. Like, I almost feel like the market is bigger for that now, rather than having somebody come in and everybody coming in and it's like, well, because because that impacts their energy too. If a caregiver yeah. doesn't have to find childcare for a Saturday morning and and maybe drive twenty miles or maybe drive one hundred and fifty miles and have to spend the night in a hotel room and all of that bullshit, it's a lot easier to click on on Zoom on on Tuesday or Wednesday night for for an hour than to to put all your energy and all that other stuff. So, uh, 
Um, I, I do like it when people show up and, you know, they, they, they've, they've groomed themselves a little bit. I don't really don't care what people look like, but um, some people show up. I mean, I fixed my hair. And it's, it's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank we'll you. We'll need listeners. a tutorial for that. At hey, some point. hey, hey, listeners. Um, if you've never seen a picture of me, I've got these these long flowing, uh, <laughs> long flowing locks. It's kind of a, a young Brad Pitt kind of thing going on, huh? Remember Absolutely. when Brad Pitt went through the long hair kind of? No, but he's I mean, back on it. Is he? Mm -hmm. I think he's growing it out again. Yeah. Yeah. Here he here he was beating on the kids. That's part of the reason for the divorce. But uh, it's uh, yeah, that's another. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those stories I stay out of because it depends on who you talk to. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, Brad and Brad and Brad and uh, Angelina don't need uh, my input into their <laughs> their. But I, I'm divorce. sure they're 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 waiting for it though, Jeff. I mean, flowing locks of wisdom. There they they, they probably don't have energy to put into it. So, um, I, this came up too. I think a lot of times adults. <sighs> Adults put way too much of their energy into children's play a lot of the time. Yes. And and so I was talking at a, at a presentation not too long ago about about dramatic play and in a lot of a lot of settings the the adult will set up the dramatic play space as a farmer's market or as the target store or as a veterinarian's office or whatever and staff will come in for their weekend and 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 they'll spend oh, hours setting yeah. up and and all of that kind Did of it. stuff. <laughs> and um and then maybe the kids have no fucks to give about the farmer's market or the veterinarians. Um, and the other piece of that is, is that creating the setting up of the space as part of the play. And when adults are doing it all, um, they're stealing that opportunity from the kids. And they're, they're also putting a lot of their energy into, into, into work stuff that, you know, if they're coming, if you're coming on a weekend, unpaid to set to redo the dramatic play area you're stealing part of your weekend from yourself really and and so we were talking about this and and one of the caregivers she made the point that it was for her it was a a creative expression um it, it, it made her feel yeah. feel good well exactly and we've done whole episodes of the show about that 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 we adults need to have our own hobbies and let the kids own the play but and it's not it's not only the dramatic play all over early learning settings there are adults sticking their noses too far into children's play and and putting all that energy into planning and organizing and managing when they could really conserve their energy for other things by stepping back a little bit Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I was, you know, full disclosure, I was that teacher that was there on the weekends, like setting oh, things I've, up. I've and, been that person you know, too. So it's not like I'm like, get a hobby, but it's literally what I had to tell myself. Like, if you enjoy doing this stuff, do it for yourself. Stop including them and stuff they don't want to be included in. But the other thing is then you, when you do that and you're setting up the play, you are automatically giving yourself an expectation of what they're going to do with all of the wonderful things you set up. So mm -hmm. now all of your energy during the day is going into making sure that it's happening the way you wanted it to happen, that they're playing with the stuff that you put out there. You know, and all this energy goes into the product or what it's supposed to look like to you. That's where your thought energy is because thoughts are energy and that's where it's going. And then you're going to have a kid who's having a bad day and has a meltdown. Now you're basically out of energy because you wasted it making the post office. And this poor kid is here and needs somebody to co-regulate with him. And you're, you're out of spoons, so to speak. Like you got nothing left, but hey, 
look at that letter sorting center over there. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, he's he's trying to play veterinarian in your post office, and you're not going to have any of that. How dare you? That's next week, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 the other piece of this is there there are a lot of caregivers out there who expend their entire reserve of emotional energy at work and then don't have any to bring home to the people they go home to at the end of the day. And that can make relationships with your your sweetie pie or your children or your cat or your ficus plant um, tough. I don't know who everybody goes home to, yeah. but I think there's a wide, wide variety of things. And I am the absolute number one offender of that. Like it was like, and people would say to me like, oh, well, you're so patient. And I'm like, ha. and I used to say jokingly, like, haha, ask my family. But when I look back on it, it really wasn't funny. <laughs> you know I mean? Like my poor kids, I was, I was touched out. I was talked out. I was, you know, I trying to manage all the expectations of like the admin from where I was, all of the caddy teachers trying to, you know, deflect all of their nonsense from myself. And then you get home and my kids, particularly my older daughter, school was, you know, not great for her. So she was kind of coming down off that, like she was exhausted and she needed an adult there mm -hmm. to help her. And I, I was out, I was tapped out, you know, and God bless my husband. He's wonderful, but you know, the kind of emotional stuff isn't exactly his strong point. So it was like, my, my kids really didn't get me for several years because I was putting all of my energy into that one space. And again, it wasn't all like, oh, just into the kids and their emotional needs and like supporting their play. Cause it wasn't. And I don't think I would have been as spent as I was putting all of that energy into like, oh, we'll set up because all the other teachers are setting up their room. And if I don't set it up, I'm going to hear about it. But what my bulletin board is, that's a whole, that could be a whole podcast bulletin boards. <laughs> and like, um, I'm sure it has been, but it can be. I was like, it probably, like, <laughs> might have been actually, you know, but like all of that energy. And I mean, that's the one thing I like best about homeschooling now. I was like, all of my energy is going first into where it should be going. And even when I have like my, my preschool group at my house, like all of my energy is going where it should be going into just kind of watching and observing and supporting. And remembering things to talk about on the podcast. And remembering things to talk about in the podcast, yes, absolutely. Well, and and you mentioned your daughter coming home and exhausted. I think I think that's something we need to remember and and work into this conversation as well. Is at the end of the day, kids are are tired, and they need that downtime a lot of times to recharge. And and so instead of and I mean this has been talked about probably too much on the podcast too, but um, they they need all, when they're getting out of school and then running to dance class or music class or soccer practice or whatever it is, all of the all of the extra uh, extracurricular activities, then they are often engaging in those things with an empty tank. Um, yes. And then when they get a little bit older, they're they're engaging in some of that stuff before school, and then it's a day of school, and then it's more of that stuff in the in the afternoon and evening, and their their brains need downtime because they just don't have the emotional and sometimes physical energy to do all of that stuff in a day. 
Yeah, and I think it's not talked about enough what that does to your relationship with your kids. Um, I remember talking to um, a fellow mom when she was thinking about homeschooling. And I just said to her, I said, when you think about it, 90% of our conversations or our communication with our kids is hurrying them from one place to another. I was like, that's it. Like that's, I realized like, that's what it came down to. So, and I think people, they want to give their kids all these up like opportunities, like let's do dance, let's do sports, let's do all these things. So they're trying to get out the door to give their kids their experience. But again, it comes down to where do you want your energy to go to this? What, and I'm not saying they might not get something positive from being on a sports team or like, and my daughter does dance. Although they didn't start until we started homeschooling. Like, yes, they might get something positive, but is the outcome at the end of the day you want that they got that small positive thing from all of these extracurriculars or do you want a better relationship with your kids? Yeah. What one are you going to put your energy towards? And I'm not saying that to guilt anybody, but it's something because we're often guilted into having our kids do more and be more, but we forget that there's going to be a sacrifice and it's going to be your relationship with your kids because just talking to them to and from practice is not going to do it especially if you were just screaming at them to get their shoes and get their stuff together to get them in the car to get on time it's hard it's hard for adults to switch gears but for a kid to switch gears from being basically rushed and maybe yelled at or it was just a tense situation to in the car they're not in the mood to talk to you about their feelings now yeah or what they saw or what they're thinking they're just you're, everyone's kind of shell-shocked so again like you use your energy up to get to this thing but what's you know what's the cost benefit analysis of it yeah you 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 lose a lot of joy when you try to cram so much stuff into into a day and and like you say that that benefit really isn't really there or it's it's completely outweighed by all the negatives right. that are involved yeah i mean we've so, gotten to the point now if we have a busy day sorry we i bookend it like mm -hmm. if we have like a busy like we went to the renaissance fair spoiler alert it poured down rain the whole time so it was kind of a wash but like when we have a big event and I know how I know and I also know what zaps my energy more than mm -hmm. things now you have to be conscious of the kind of things that you do that will give you more energy and the kind of things that will deplete it faster so when we have like a really busy day and I know it's going to take a lot out of me or I know it's going to take a lot out of the kids I will bookend that day by days that we're not doing much like I'll make sure we don't do a lot the day before or the day after because otherwise, again, our energy is already spent and they're not, you know, we go on a big trip, but if we were, I tried to push a whole bunch of like projects or something around the house really big beforehand, they're going into that experience, you know, kind of depleted. And then, well, what did we come for? Because now they're too tired to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as energy goes, I think one thing we, we better touch on as well is there are some little humans out there in the world who have lots of energy. And if you happen to be living with or working with one or more of them, part of the job becomes finding ways to, to burn that energy. Um, and I, I'm kind of, I'm more of, I'm more of that kid now than I was when I was a kid. <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean, my, my day pretty much is, um, I get up and go for a run and it's not fast, but it's, it's a run and it's fast, a, Jeff? No. about an, about an hour and it burns 
some calories and it allows me to spend a couple hours at the computer working without bouncing off the walls. And then sometime in the middle of the afternoon, I go for another walk with one of the dogs or a bike ride today, today, so I could stand still for 90 minutes or whatever, however long we're going to record. I went for a nine mile, mile bike ride so I could be still for this. And when we get done, I'm going to take one of the dogs for a walk so that I can, I can be still and get some, some st- Still, still, some still work done later on this evening, and I think there there are a lot of humans that are wired like that. There's just so much energy in them. If we want them to be able to be still once in a while, we need to make sure that they're getting all those opportunities to to move and expend yeah. that energy that they have up inside them. Like you have to think, yeah, their energy. Where do you want their energy to go? Because if you think you're going to make them sit and be still right away, their energy is going to go to into fighting you for the next hour. Like sure, and and then there goes your energy too. So where do you want their energy to go? You better find a pro- like. I hate to say productive because people tend to think that that means you have to produce something and show something, but no, just it's doing something for you, productive. Yeah, like find where their energy should go, and don't like don't try to channel their energy into a quiet activity that's not going to work out for you you know don't pay attention to the kid is it does he need to bounce do they need to run do they need to throw like figure out where the energy needs to go like just don't stick it in a spot like well this should use up energy but again where are you spending it if it's not going to do anything for that kid yeah and i mean trusting the kids to make those decisions for for themselves is even a a, a bigger step in the a healthy direction because the kids who need to climb are also building all of the skills that they build when they're climbing and all the rolling and spinning they're they're building the uh the vestibular sense and proprioceptive skills and and all of that kind of stuff and so for for young kids that need to move that need to expend energy is is really part of the developmental process and when we're we're forcing them to sit through circle time or sit down and do a worksheet or sit down and do an activity or sit down and be still we are we are restricting them from burning energy and therefore learning the things that they need to be to be learning yeah and again now all that energy is just going to go into fighting you (laughs) I used so much energy in that sentence. I feel exhausted. Any, I think. Any, oh, go ahead. You're you're the like super energy, and I'm like the anti energy. So it's like it, together we make like a normal person. <laughs> a normal person. Is that Gonzo <laughs> behind you? Who's behind you? Oh yeah, he is. And Kermit, oh, I think. See, Gonzo yeah. and Kermit dating. Um, any final energy thoughts before we wrap this up? If you can't drink regular coffee, try cold brew. It's easier on the stomach and it will give you some energy. There you go, listeners. A little bit of advice from Carol. Um, hey, hey, listeners. Um, thank you for listening to the Child Care Bar and Grill. If you got parent handbooks or staff handbooks or policy books that you uh, you want to share with me, you can you can contact me through the show notes. There's a link there and I'd love to have a pdf of those things a, a word document would be fine a a hard copy if you want to mail it to me that'd be great too but i'm really obsessed with program policies and procedures and and need to uh need to read more of them hey carol um in a recent episode with uh 
with Sam. I want to get your take on this too. I thought I suggested opening the a, a barbecue based spa where you got to like sit in vats of coleslaw and get rubbed down with barbecue sauce, or instead of a, a hot stone massage, you got a, a hot hot corn on the cob massage. Would you be Would you be into that? No. No. Sticky. Okay. Very okay. sticky. Oh, but see, I forgot to mention the barbecue sauce. Puppies lick it off. Also sticky. Okay. Well, I will mark you down as a as a no for opening no. day invitations. Um, anything you want to you want to plug before we wrap this up? No. <laughs> hey, it's listeners, nice. I'd like to plug exercise. It does a body good. This is with the Child Care of Iron Girl podcast. Tip your weight staff. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.